We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. The two that I like that I think I've, I've sh- shared with you um, Settlers of Zlatan, yeah. which I love. I like that. I wish. And he was ain't still too there. proud to Begovic, mm. which. Oh, that's is... a good one. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit slash soccer. And now, here are Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. And also, as recently for always, we are sponsored by our good friends at Starting Eleven. Andrew, are you ready for some football? Very ready. Game week one is just around the corner, and when I say just around the corner, I mean we're within 24 hours, Andrew. You can almost taste it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, this... I'm not a big fan of the Friday starts just because it pushes everything we do up, at least in terms of FPL, because lineup lock is when the, you know, before the first game, which is now well ahead of everyone else. But, um, you know, we have some DFS slates that include tomorrow's match. And so, yeah, we're jumping in early and that's it. Let's get fired up. 
uh, there's no more introduction than I need than that. Uh, we can start with, uh, as, as the aforementioned Friday night lights game, Friday night at 1945 local time, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is for us, uh, that would be uh, 1445, which for American timekeepers is 245 mm-hmm. uh, afternoon Eastern time. So for all of our friends out in Hawaii, that would be... Uh, well, fourteen minus six is eight forty-five in the morning. There we go. See, this is why the this is why the twenty-four hour clock works better. Um, I didn't. I had no idea how many hours Hawaii was behind us. So six in the east coast. Okay, is that it? Huh. I mean, it's double the distance to California. It's yeah. almost a twelve-hour flight too. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, I've never been to Hawaii. Maybe that's why I've never. Neither have I. Had but to I know about what I, time it is. I mean, I do. I mean, I've looked at a globe. I, I mean, I've looked at a. Oh, I guess when you look at the map of the United States, it's just like a box in the corner. You don't actually get the actual distance and the scale, do you? No, not at all. And then it's basically like it could be six hours in like Baja, California, because that's usually where they like slip Hawaii in. <laughs> it's but an it's extension not. of Baja, California. Right, it's, just it's not. It's actually much farther away in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> So for all of you kids that are listening to the podcast, you are not only getting fantasy soccer advice, but you are also now getting geology or geology. Oh, my mm, God. Nope. Geography. There it for is. 500, Alex. There, there it is. That's, that's what we're looking for. Um, Great they don't start. even have the $500 clues on Jeffrey anymore. I don't even know. I'm such really? a mess already. No. It go, the first round goes two, four, six, eight thousand, and the second round goes uh, something else. <laughs> <laughs> Double that! Wow. I think four, eight, six. Three minutes in, and we have already <laughs> gone off the rails. <laughs> it goes four, eight, twelve, sixteen, two thousand. That's what it does. Really? Wow! Some yes. big money in jeopardy now. Yeah, I know. People are winning like thirty grand a night. Wow! That's not wow. really what's happening. No. <laughs> it's, it's mostly around like the fifteen, eighteen thousand. I know this because my wife and I. Uh, we, we, no matter what we're doing, we take a break at seven o'clock to watch Jeopardy for 30 minutes. And then we go back to doing our work. Not a Wheel of Fortune family. No, no. Oh my God. No, I've never been much of a Wheel of Fortune watcher either, but people love it, man. It's only been on for 75 years. If you want a, a audio experience of a lifetime, Google Pat Sajak talking about Vanna White on the Dan Levitard show. Okay. I won't spoil it any further. It is an absolute delight. It is it, it is exactly what you wouldn't expect someone to say who's on television all the time. Okay. <sighs> all right. Now that we've confused geology and geography, talked about Jeopardy versus Wheel of Fortune, uh, we've teased the Premier League enough, Andrew. Arsenal are at home. They face off against two years ago's champions, Leicester, who, uh, to be honest, you know, for me – this season, if they're in mid-table, I'd consider that a great season for Craig Shakespeare and company. Uh, yeah, I think had they not won the title and finished mid-table this year, that would have been great. You know, like there's there's no reason that we should ignore the title-winning team, but it's long gone. And yeah, they're good enough for mid-table. I mean, where did they finish last year? 12th? I mean, that's pretty mid-table. Yeah, I, I, I mean, when I started seeing all of, I mean, what's really scary, you know, with when you look at the rumor, look at the rumor mill, there is still the opportunity that Leicester loses two more important players, that, you know, Roma are bidding again on Riyad Mahrez and Chelsea are sniffing around for Danny Drinkwater. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, that that would be that would be two 
pretty hard hits to the gut for Leicester. I'm not saying that's going to affect tomorrow's matchup, but just something to watch out for, especially in season-long leagues, because that will affect everybody yeah, on the team. The Drinkwater one, like I, I understand his value to the to the club, but uh, they brought in Vicente Ibora, and they have uh, Wilfred Ndidi. Like I think Drinkwater is is very replaceable at this point of his career. Uh, Mares is obviously one that. They have Demarai Gray, who is, uh, you know, will certainly be able to fill in at that spot. But Mares is a much better player. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm not as pessimistic if those those guys leave as you are. When you, when I think of the team that won the championship, the way that we did it was, you know, Danny Drinkwater and uh, and N'Golo Kante in the middle of the park, patrolling the middle, and you know, Drinkwater being able to move the ball, going from the back to the front. Uh, usually that meant getting it to Riyad Mahrez, who was then able to perform some kind of magic and either lead it down to uh, Jamie Vardy or to score himself. I mean, that's really what you thought of. And it's just it, it, as the team evolves, if they can actually you know, change into a kind of team that can really threaten again, I, I just don't see that. And I mean, they added Michael Keane in the center back pairing with uh, with. No, no. Oh, I'm sorry, not Harry Michael Maguire. Keane. I, I, Harry Maguire, the other, the other, sorry. Yes, Harry Maguire to be paired with either Wes Morgan or um, Robert Huth. <sighs> Robert Huth, my God, former Chelsea player. Yes, um, you know, when... That's when, an upgrade. Be, yes, it's an upgrade. It's an upgrade in that they're younger. Uh, but when when you think of how Leicester was succeeding, they were able to just be bigger and badder, especially in the air. Where I mean, Maguire yeah, is humongous. I, I agree. Um, <laughs> I, I agree I, that I, he's humongous. But is he the is he the presence of Robert Huth in the air? I'm just saying, with like peak Drinkwater and Ndidi, meaning peak that they can reach now. I'm mean, not Ndidi, Mares. Like, how good do you think they could be? Like, what's Leicester's best possible finish this year? I don't know, but they'd be the perfect team to play against Arsenal because they would be able to counterattack more effectively. And I don't, without, I mean, they're gonna. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to spin the, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth a little bit here because they are gonna have those two players for this weekend. But I'm saying that with those two players, they are much better suited for pe- the, playing against the likes of Arsenal than without them. Yeah, uh, actually, I think Drinkwater might miss out. He's been a little banged up, which I think means Andy King will start in his spot not that oh that's a guaranteed goal yeah i just uh i don't know i i really don't think they're that different without drink water and mares meaning like their ceiling like the best possible way place they finish is like eighth well yeah what what, what i'm not talking about necessarily in in real life standings i'm talking about especially in fantasy you know the ability to get goals particularly yeah i think I mean, Drinkwater was a shell of himself last year. Agreed. As was Mares, and so, uh, but particularly, well, I'm I'm just amazed at how important you think Drinkwater is. That he's like not a easily replaceable piece for this team. In when terms of think, what their actual realistic finishing is. Yeah, I, I I'm not Drinkwater for fantasy purposes was never going to be like a stud or mm-hmm. anything like that. But what he is important two is the efforts of any team to be able to transition from defense to offense quickly yeah i I think they have enough guys on the bench if mendy comes back and um like indeed he took over the role that conte did not quite the same but 
I think the, that we're kind of over or glossing over the fact that Kelechi and Nacho is the reason they're going to be so much better. Like, yeah, they, they got plenty of guys to get him the ball where he needs it, whether it's on the counter or not. But he's the reason why the, I think they're going to be better this year and why, like, Iannaccio's addition is much bigger than drink water, drink, drink, certainly drink water's subtraction and possibly drink water and Mares, just with the way Mares has been playing over the last calendar. But again, again, when we saw Leicester scoring goals, a lot it was on the counterattack. Iannaccio was never proven to be that kind of a player. Well, he's mainly he's, because he hasn't had to. I was going to say he's completely unproven. Completely unproven. Like we we don't know anything. I mean, Jamie Jamie Vardy has the pace to get behind anybody. Yeah. But will Ar- I mean, especially in this matchup here against Arsenal. Arsenal know that too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're going to I mean, they're not going to gamble as much, you know, going forward from the middle of the park. I mean, if Jamie Vardy gets in behind, he's going to have to run diagonally away from the goal, which will allow time to get for Arsenal defender Arsenal defenders to get back. I mean, that's kind of how I see Jamie Vardy's gear going, really. No one's going to let him run in behind towards goal. Yeah. they He can't score pretty much any other way. Uh, I think that's fair. Um, the Arsenal defense, like, who knows what it's going to look like is the problem. Um, because uh, Laurent Koscielny is suspended. Mustafi was, coming, was late coming back from the Confederations Cup, so he hasn't trained that much. Uh, Gabriel is out. Uh, if Arsene Wenger stays Murder with this. Murder took an elbow to the eye. Yep, that's right. Um, although I guess maybe he plays with a mask. But the, you know, Arsene Wenger started playing this back three when it was way too late last year. And if he sticks with it, then, I mean, they used, I believe they used El Elneny as a center back in the community shield. And when Murder Sacker went down, they had uh, Kolasinic, who is not a center back. So, I'm not sure like what this team looks like uh, to start. Plus, there's going to be no Alexis Sanchez. Uh, Ozil is questionable, so who knows? You know, my guess is they don't start him because you don't want to ruin him right yeah. away. Uh, so I don't know. It's going to be a weird team that they that they bring out. So I mean, Arsenal defense-wise, is it? Do you think it's bad enough that Arsenal at the Emirates will let up goals to Leicester? Um. I don't. I don't either. <laughs> and and, and I, that's my point about Leicester. Like, I don't see how they're going to consistently score goals this season. I just don't. is great. I have him on our in the Taga Premier League mainly because he has a job. But it's, you know, it's – I don't see the way Leicester consistently score goals. I, I just don't. And especially not against a team like Arsenal who are pretty fluid with the ball. They will keep the ball from you. Uh, I think – I mean – what is it about Leicester now? And let's let's say Drinkwater is gone. Like you're saying, they can't counter without Drinkwater. Not as easy. Not nearly as well. I mean, Drinkwater has the ability to pick out long passes. Like he's not Cesc Fabregas. Don't get me wrong, but he's, you know, what do you mean he, he's, he's going to be his replacement in Chelsea? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, I, I'm just I'm shocked at how important you think Danny Drinkwater is still I, you know over the last couple of years I've, I've grown to appreciate in real life not fantasy I just strip fantasy out of this I've grown to appreciate the players that enable counter-attacking teams to counter-attack so when it, it all started with actually to be honest it actually kind of started with Eric Dyer this is what started my whole analysis of the position 
the reason why uh, that Tottenham works so well is because Eric Dyer can fill in on either side for either of the fullbacks that run up the pitch, which is all the time for Tottenham. And they're allowed to gamble more with width, and that's why they're able to keep the ball more, press the ball up higher, uh, get better attacking positions, and score goals. The reason why they can do that is because Eric Dyer from the midfield can drop back and have the flexibility to even you know, to, to provide still that cover in the back that you need in case someone does counterattack against you. And furthermore, what and I was like, oh, who else? Who else can do these types of things that enable width? Because what one thing that's chronic when you look at big teams that struggle against little, uh, the smaller teams is that they lack width, and they're trying to attack just through the middle, and that's it. And so when I was looking, you know, when you look at Chelsea, you know, they have, you know, besides for David Luiz, you know, when Cesc Fabregas plays, you know, in the in the central of the park, he's able to turn defensive positions into offensive positions extraordinarily quickly with his long balls. Right. And so can David Luiz. He can ping out uh, diagonal passes pretty accurately. Mm-hmm. Those are the I mean, that that doesn't show up on fantasy a lot. But in real life, that enables the fantasy players to perform at their highest. And while I appreciate all of that, I just don't see. Um, you don't see how it correlates to Danny Drinkwater. I don't I get it. I don't. Fine. I think Fine. you're looking I, at two years ago, Lester, and expecting us to ever see that again. And I, it, I don't see it with Drinkwater and anyone else, really. Well, my po- my point is this, right? If Lester's primary mode of offense is counterattack, are, are we agree- in agreement there? Because this this is going to apply to a lot of teams. Sure. So. I don't think it's the only way they score, but yes. It's the, yes, they're a good oh, counter. The, prim- counter. The, primary, the primary mode of you know, generating offense is going to be in counterattack, right? That means you have to, in a, from a defensive position, transition into offense very quickly because the teams that are attacking are going to be sprinting back, right? Uh-huh. So the players that enable you to do that are very important. And Danny Drinkwater is one of those kinds of players, is my point. Is he... Is is Vincent Ibor going to be able to do that? I don't know. Uh, I, I haven't seen him play in the Premier League. I've only played with him on FIFA, and he's primarily just a tall guy who can intercept and tackle, mm-hmm. which is great. You know, you need that too, but that's not going to transition to offense necessarily. If he can, if he can't pick those passes out, you're just going to be playing through the back, and that, or you're going to have to just chip it long and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And in which case, Ianacho can't hold. He can't hold play up, and Jamie Vardy is certainly not the best at that. You don't think Ianacho can? Really? I don't think so. Not consistently. Not not, not I mean, we just not don't, a, I mean we don't know about that one. But I appreciate I, you thinking he can. He's not he I I I appreciate seeing that he cannot. Right. That's like, right. Yeah, cannot. Yeah, I I just I not consistently at least when you look at who he's going to have to go up against for the top half of the table as far as center back pairings because if it's just him but against two center you, backs or why are you only looking at it versus top of the table teams? Like you're 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 speaking of Leicester uh, uh, like it matters. That's half, that's half their games. Against. That's half their games, right? Like I'm not, like like the top ten and above. That's half oh, their okay. games. Okay. You said top of the table, and I'm like, it doesn't matter that's what they do against top Man half City. of the table. I think okay. Right. If I didn't say that, that's what I meant to say. Okay. But if you look at the top half of the table, half their games. That's against the center yes, back pairings. Exactly. That's I mean, even like like even like a team like West Brom, like. Ianacho's not going up consistently against Gareth McCauley and Johnny Evans and winning headers. No way. But he's probably fine doing it on Friday against Nacho Monreal and. Well, I'm assuming that there you could you're going to see at least you know Rob holding potentially Callum Chambers too. No, Chambers is not playing. They, not, they, not, not, not that they announced that, but like Chambers hasn't played at all. He's not a. Chambers is not, not even he's a, not a consideration. 
which is shocking to me, but still. It's, let's talk about that. Arsenal defense defensively, because right? this is going to be important. I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit. Even no matter who they throw out there, you don't see Leicester scoring, which is another indictment against Vardy and Iannaccio, by the um, way. I think, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be floored if they score, but, like, I, I just, maybe I'm if you just... had to If you had to bet, would you bet that they scored or they not? Um, not Iannaccio and Vardy per, per se, but Leicester. Leicester. If you had to bet, if you had to bet that Leicester would score or would not, you would bet which way. Um, I think when it came down to it, I would bet that they did, despite what I said earlier. I'm gonna say no. I'm still gonna say no. Yeah. Because I just don't think they'll have enough of the ball. I think it's gonna be like a seventy. But they never have. Possession. They never have the ball. Yeah, but they don't have the players to transition. We're going back to my original point. We're talking in circles. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so who scores right. for Arsenal? Uh, I guarantee you who won't score, and that's Alexis Sanchez because oh, he's yeah. got he's sitting for the first two. Yes. Yay! Hopefully, it's just the first two. Oh my god! Yeah, I can't tell you how nervous I am because I drafted him fourth yeah. overall. I took him in a Taga league last night. Yeah. You know where I got him? Eighth. Seven. I was close. Yeah. Eighth. <laughs> I, I, I said it on Twitter earlier. It's like you draft him as high as you can until he's no longer in the Premier League. Yeah. The I got into a little bit. Not really. Well, maybe I over view it as got into it with uh john wallen because i believe alexis is now ranked 17th on the taga fpl That's draft a joke well so i didn't i didn't where's mesut 77 well the the thing with alexis and this is a composite ranking so it's like i blame john i said john ranked him 17th and he he was sure to correct me that it's this composite that alexis is now 17th but the problem with ranking him like that, and, and I see like Coutinho dropping, and you can't you can't rank Coutinho um, like there's no there's no halfway between like well if he leaves or if he stays like there's no in between he's either an elite fantasy option because he's staying or you don't rank him at all because he's gone and there's no, th- this in between that yeah. that happens when Alexis Sanchez is now the seventeenth. 17th best player and you can argue like well that's you know building in the risk that he could leave and it's like you, you can't there's no it doesn't happen like you 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 don't build in risk for transfer you either are ranking him like he's here or he's or you're ranking him like he's gone and 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 17th would, and like if he's going to man city he's not 17th there either i mean adp i mean your average draft position will bear the risk out right but the way that you should rank players is by their current status I'm not even I, I'm I'm good either way. Like you can say I think he's gone, so I'm not ranking him, or you say he's staying and here he is. But this whole like I'm bumping him down ten spots because he might leave just makes no sense. Anyway, I think Lacazette scores. <laughs> Great transition. I hate to say it, but I've gotten significantly more optimistic about Alexander Lacazette, which which really worries me. Well, because he did hit the post very expertly against he Chelsea. He the post, yeah. Yeah. Um, he, I just, I, I don't know why, because nothing has changed, but um, I think I kind of pegged him in the 14-goal range. And oh, that's too low. I, I think it's too low now. I, 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 I Maybe four, the 14 rankings, actually was probably at the ranking low, At the ranking summit, we put the over-under at 18. Yeah. I think it's 14 uh, and, and a half I think that that's... a lot of book, bookmakers had. But, um. Yeah, I, 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 just, I think 18 is the perfect number. Yeah, I think he's going to be very good this year. And I kind of wonder if they will give Theo Walcott a shot to play with him if Alexis leaves. 
it seems i mean they're very similar uh, size wise but i'm wondering if that chance goes to alex oxlade chamberlain to be honest um he can't play the all the spots that alexis did i mean no 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 but what i'm saying they they held on to him for a reason uh i think yeah i mean i guess i guess it seems like Arsene Wenger, my favorite thing about Arsene Wenger, I can't believe how long we've talked about the Arsenal, um, was that in the same week that he essentially responded to the Ozil and Alexis not signing contract extensions, he was like, the what's going to happen within the next five years is that players are going to play out the rest of their contracts. Like, they're going to take control. And so having expiring deals is not going to be a big deal for most teams. And in the exact, like, two days later, PSG pays 220 million euros for Neymar. And it's like, well, maybe maybe that's not going to happen, Arson. But whatever. Let's talk about Watford. Uh, please, let's <laughs> let's do that. Yeah. Watford, okay, let's trans- we'll transition over to Saturday, which is the 7.30 game in the morning, 12.30 local time. Uh, it will be Watford taking on Liverpool uh, at the aforementioned Philippe Coutinho and company. Uh, again, we run into this again. Uh, you know, Philippe Coutinho strongly now linked to Barcelona with another bid coming in. Jurgen Klopp saying that we're all good, we're all set for this year, so we'll see where Coutinho actually ends up. But one thing we do know is that Adam Lallana, as usual, is injured and now out for a while. Uh, so that means uh, that means Mo Harsh. Salah has no competition uh, for any kind of spot. And you know, come the, on, the there only was never th- competition there true uh but but there's no risk of rotation pretty much anymore they don't really have the depth now right uh it's just kind of rotate anybody in or out um one thing that you do want to look out for who's played left back for liverpool yeah yep um or right back i mean nathaniel klein is out as well so um we could see trent alexander arnold or i think john flanagan is still there he might play in the left whoever it is it's going to be some scrub though so um yeah, Liverpool got pretty deep um, with the Salah signing, and it seems like Milner is going to move back into the midfield, which will absolutely crush his fantasy value because theoretically a defender playing up is good, except he plays more of as a holding midfielder. Um, I'm also not sure how much he plays. I mean, you figure the the midfield three could be any one of Emery Chan, Wijnaldum, Henderson, Milner, um, and then you have the four of Coutinho, Salah, Mane, Firmino. They have plenty of attacking depth, uh, at, at least up front with Sturridge. And Danny Ings is coming back soon. Divock Origi, Dominic Solanke. I mean, like, this team got really deep. And, to the you know, they obviously have Champions League this year. So I think we're going to see, like, a number of kind of wonky lineups this year because they can. Yeah, uh, uh, but you do have to – I mean – the one there, there's two things going on here. You really do like your Liverpool offensive options. You still kind of are a little shaky about the defensive options. Uh, what do you mean? You love An- Andrew Robertson. I love. Who I saw was Robertson. Andy Robertson. Well, fine. Whatever he wants to uh, go by, but when he's bad, I'll call him Andy Robertson. Right. If he's good, I'll call him Andrew Robertson. More I'm surprised formal. you're even considering that he could be bad. <laughs> I, you're so high I, on. That. I mean, you're he's I, in this I, Danny I Drinkwater really, range I, of I, elite <laughs> fantasy options. <laughs> I do love me some Andy Robinson, uh, Robertson or Andrew I can't Robertson. We've gone this far and we didn't mention the Bebe Aqua. 
<laughs> or did you guys stop your Spanish lessons? <laughs> Sorry, Andrew Robertson. Top 10 fantasy option, according to Mike Gottlieb. Top Defender. 10 defensive. Defender. And yes, 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 yes. He's a he's a. He's like James Milner in that he can deliver a very good ball uh, and he can run up and down the pitch. And I think Liverpool are the te- they're a good team where they're a good team to be on if you can deliver service and run up and down a pitch consistently. Yeah, the two big like big differences are it's also faster than James. Milner. He's not on penalties and he's not on corners. Two things that made Milner incredibly valuable last year and Robertson will not come close to having either of them. That's why I don't think Robertson's fantasy upside is as high as Milner's. I don't think Milner's on penalties this year anyway. He's not. He's not. I mean, last year, Milner. Milner's oh. fantasy value is gone. Yeah. Correct. Regardless but it's not of because of Robertson. Back, center, central midfield. Right, but I'm saying it's matter. not because of Robertson. Yeah, and the fact that people are drafting Milner so highly is a, is, is a joke. They're not paying attention. Yeah, it's... um. I mean, there's no. This isn't to say he's definitely off of penalties. The one that Firmino took the other day, apparently there was like an on-field chat, and Milner let him take it. But it seems like he hit it, and so you don't tend to switch that quickly. Uh, Firmino's value obviously goes up. I mean, Milner had seven penalties last year, which is a lot. And I wrote a whole thing about how I wasn't that high on Lacazette because so many of his goals came from penalties. But I mean, Milner literally got all of his from <laughs> from penalties, and so if he's not on them they're gone so yeah the, his like i agree every time somebody takes milner i mean i don't even like him like deep in drafts anytime somebody takes milner i'm happy because it just means they have a, like a wasted spot on their roster yep they have a big name and a bigger hole yeah but don't sleep on alberto moreno starting early in the season uh duh. god he's i'm just saying he's been he's apparently impressed lately and then that's enough to get starts then then we have Andy Robertson and not Andrew Robertson. That's correct. Uh, on the other side, Marco Silva takes a takes the helm of a Watford team that, for some reason, always seems to be signing a whole bunch of players. Yeah, a lot of them. Like they did like all the time. They're just filling up like the transfer sheet. Like, oh, we've have eleven new players this year. We yeah. have seven new players this year. My God, like <laughs> none of them are even that good. That's the problem. Well, I mean, they did just sign Andre Gray this yep, week yep. to be a legitimate partner of Troy Deeney's. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it helps either one of them that much, to be honest. I think it doesn't help either. I, I think the person it helps most is Sam Vokes. Sure. Sure. Or what's the other guy's name? Barnes. Ashley Barnes. No. Sam Vokes is who it helps most. Okay. Uh, it, it, it's He's obviously the, the main dog over at Burnley. We'll talk about them in a minute because they take on Chelsea and we'll be getting to them next. But uh, Marco Silva, as uh, you know, until uh, late in the season with Hull, had, hadn't lost a home game in about three years, but he broke that streak last year. <laughs> and they uh, got so relegated. Could, and they got relegated, but that was really not Marco Silva's fault. They were playing a lot better. Um, one thing he is known for is pragmatism. He comes from the Jose Mourinho school of Portuguese managing, uh, and he is – That sounds like a real school. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's uh, it, it's it, it's definitely going to be an interesting development if they do decide to play more defensively because Watford, you know, towards the end of last season, they they tried to kind of open it up a little bit, and Etienne Capoue at the beginning of the season was an actual thing. Mm. Um, Thank God that's over. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, but this season, they can look a lot different in the midfield. They signed Will Hughes. Roberto Pereira is back from injury. Uh, they have Andre Gray up front to partner with Troy Deeney, and they still have Stefano Okaka, who's mm-hmm. a, a large force. Uh, they have all sorts of defenders. <laughs> I can't even really name all of them. They have uh, um, uh, Daryl Yonmont. Charleston, the new Brazilian yeah, attacker. Yeah, the, the guy who was their transfer record for a solid like week and a half. Week and a half, yeah. <laughs> if even that long. Um, <laughs> yeah, they still have, uh, I mean, not that, we're going after him, although he did take some corners last year. It was Tom Cleverly. Nordine Amrabat has had value at some points. So, um, But you really love Daryl Jose Jose Holovas yeah, had Olivas value at times, yeah. except he got like 17 yellow cards or something like that. He led the league. Led the league. And it was, by a, it was by a margin. Like, it was not close. Yeah, he got uh, 14 last year. That That is yeah. impressive. 14 yeah, and, and 33 appearances. Yeah, well, it's hard to it's hard to rack up appearances when you get like three games worth of suspensions yeah. just on yellow cards alone. Yeah, no and reds. then if you got another one, he would have had three more games of suspension. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, the I I agree they have a lot of interesting new players, uh, and none of which I considered for any of my fantasy teams. Uh, I considered Will Hughes at one point, but passed. It, it, and I think I have Olabas somewhere. It is a total smorgasbord. Yeah, we have. Smorgasbord. Smorgasburg is a food festival that takes place in Williamsburg Williamsburg. uh, every weekend uh, during the summer in Brooklyn, which I attend frequently. Um, Okay. Uh, So Watford and Liverpool are similar in the fact that they have a lot of guys who do the same thing uh, in terms of fantasy. So like you have, you know, you always have to figure out who you're going to start between Coutinho, Mane, Firmino or Salah. And Watford has the similar thing that there are a lot of guys, but except you're just not considering them. <laughs> That's correct. They're all, they're all not very high quality. And we, we honestly, we don't know who Marco Silva is going to like. So it's hard to really latch on to any one source here. Right. I'm not, I mean, everyone who takes Troy Deeney in the fourth or fifth round, good luck to you. Yeah, I feel the same <laughs> way just as I do when they take James Milner. Enjoy that. Goodbye. Uh, we should note Jamie, that that Jamie Dini's... Party, Troy Deeney, that's just like an empty tier mm. of forwards to me. Yeah, we should note that Deeney is probably not playing on Saturday. So I don't know if they'll give Gray a start right away. Okaka was kind of the one they expected to start. So I think I think it's going to be Okaka and maybe Isaac's success or something like that. Could be. Could be. <laughs> but it should be a bloodbath. I... Liverpool should run all over him. Yeah, I mean, the one guy that I really liked on Watford last year offensively, and by Niang, is still on Milan. Yeah, he was a lone player, yeah. so he wanted no part of coming back. So that's correct. All right, it, it rains a lot in Watford. <laughs> what can I say? All right, let's get to the let's get to the Premier League champions, Chelsea, who have done everything wrong so far in preseason, apparently, because they can't get a positive piece of press to save their life. Uh, which is actually, you know what, kind of a comforting position to me. I would I love the fact that expectations are so low this year for a defending champion. So uh, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. But uh, rumor all has it that Michi Batshuayi is set to start for week one against Burnley at home uh, at uh, at Stamford Bridge Mm -hmm. against Burnley. Oh, my God. Uh, Is this the year? Is this the wrong year to spend one hundred and twenty six dollars on Alvaro Morata? No, no, no. Um, I I do think they could both start, though. Uh, Maybe not right away, but I don't see why they can't both play together Um, at some point. I mean, they were fairly lucky last year in terms of injuries. 
Um, and and his art is obviously out right now, but isn't going to be out for that long. And, you know, if Pedro misses some time or Willian or Fabregas, I mean, I guess they played Fabregas a little less last year, but they have Champions League this year as well. Like, I think we'll, we're going to see a decent amount of Batshuayi and Morata together. And that just makes it very difficult for fantasy purposes because they're both probably not scoring braces every time they play with each other. Unlikely, but you could see a lot of one assists. No, that's just kidding. Uh, when Eden Hazard comes back, I highly doubt you'll see both of them together. Um, <clears throat> I think that's fair. Um, although, yeah, well, uh, okay. Yeah. But in, in this matchup here, when we have Chelsea against Burnley, it's you were obviously expecting multiple goals from Chelsea and not too many from Burnley, if any, especially because they're on the road where they were terrible last season. Yes. Um, so, you know, you got to like your Marcus Alonso's, you know, if, if you're looking for a defender. I do not like T- Thibaut Courtois because you better, you better get that clean sheet because you're not going to get uh, many saves. So, yeah, it's it, it's what it, I mean, I, I like the defenders more than the goalkeeper in this one, especially if you're looking at FPL purposes, because you might get some offensive return as well. Uh, this is this is a game that has a a nice a nice, comfortable two nil Chelsea victory written all over it. Yep. <clears throat> I think that's fair. Um, do you think that as Piliqueta starts at the right wing back spot? Uh, I mean, I have to remember, does Pedro's two yellows and a red mean that he in the community shield mean he's suspended there, from week one? No, there are no cards from the community shield transfer. Over. It's a standalone Good. match. Fantastic. That was a straight red, by the way. Oh, it was a yellow then straight red. Correct. That's a joke. <laughs> they would have appealed that if it meant anything. Yeah, it, uh, and because it doesn't, we we don't have to worry about it. But, um, yeah, I think that's where you're gonna kind of figure out where, like, how this team lines up because they have enough center backs that they can play as P- as Piliqueta out on the right. Um, yeah, but he was so good yep, last yep, season yep. as a covering center back. Yep. Um, but but at the same time, like Pedro never played wing back last year, and so now you're asking correct. him to do it. No, you're so not. Who else are you playing at? Uh, I guess I guess no no Victor Moses. Right, no Victor Moses. He's suspended from yeah, a red card in the FA Cup because that one matters. Not of course community it does. shield. Of course it does. Um, yeah, pro- I mean. You're kind of wearing me down. I mean, Willian would be the other option that could play right wing back because he but does gonna, get back. Right, but, but he's going to start in Hazard spot most likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It's kind of, it's kind of, kind of has to be Rudiger maybe in the middle, right. and then uh, Louise push and him out. Yep. yep. Louise, Louise Cahill, and uh, Rudiger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. How do you feel about? Oh, we um, we're talking about Andre Gray, but it's actually Jonathan Walters who's there now at Burnley. Right. That doesn't strike fear in you? No. Okay, just checking. Jack Cork, he's there now. Massive overhaul. They lost Michael Shiver, Keane. Shiver me timbers. Robbie Brady? Robbie Brady on the set. If he starts, yeah. I mean, with, okay. uh, last year at Turf Moor, he scored the goal on the set piece. That, made the, that, 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 tie, that gave the draw to Burnley. But, I mean, is right, he going to be, play? Yeah, no. yeah, he'll play. He'll play. Yeah, as a sub. Um, <laughs> no, he'll start. Come on. <laughs> he wasn't starting down the stretch last season. Yeah, but he's had a full season, you know, full off season with him now. 
Oh, yeah. Is he not their best because, player? Because, yeah, because he wasn't their best player last season. Uh, you know, he was just new. I don't know. Like, oh, yeah, yeah you got to ha- tra- haze the new guy by not playing him? Yeah, I'm not going to pretend I know why Robbie Brady didn't play. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go to another game. You, you were sounding like me there for a second. All right, let's stay in <laughs> London, apologies. though. Yeah, exactly. Let's stay in London where we have Crystal Palace taking on newcomers Huddersfield, uh, the official team of Sir Patrick Stewart. Yep. Did you know that? I did know that, actually. Damn. You watched the you watched the final, didn't you? I did. You watched, yeah. I okay. Did. All right. So introduce us to Huddersfield, please. Um, we're not going to probably pick anyone from this team now, but the guys that we will likely be considering you love Aaron Moy is that how you I say do. his name Moy so, Moy so Moy led them in goals and tackles last year um he likely will not score many goals this year because they're in the Premier League now but um he will be active you know he's probably he's along those lines of Taga and other deeper formats deeper stat formats uh Chris Lowe and Tommy Smith are their fullbacks and are decent attackers for fullbacks. Chris Lowe actually takes some set pieces as well, which helps. Um Tom, they signed Tom Ince this summer, who um people get very excited about and then and takes him back into the Premier League to remind them that he's just not a good enough Premier League player. Uh Steve Mooney will lead the line. He was in France last year with uh Montpellier. He's okay. As is Elias Kachunga, they're they're they'll probably be the leading goal scorers this year. But again, you're not going to likely consider any of these guys, except when they're home to Brighton and home to South or to Swansea. And Danny Williams plays for them, who's an American, and but he's more of a defensive midfielder anyway. There's your Huddersfield preview. Boom. <laughs> And they should get demolished by Crystal Palace this weekend. Oh, and they had a did negative you, they had a negative goal differential last year in the championship. Did you did you mention that Casey Palmer went to Huddersfield? Uh, I did not. He's a Chelsea a young Chelsea player who played I believe he played there last season last year or yeah, he played there last year, I believe. Uh, uh but he he's uh, there last year as well. Yeah. Right? But yeah, Casey Palmer is a an exciting attacking midfield prospect for Chelsea who has loaned him out to Huddersfield. So. Yeah, he's Patrick Bamford's roommate when they go back to Chelsea before their loan start. I made that up. Oh, really? But I feel the same way about it. Well, they might My be. God. Actually, I, they I thought, might be. I, I thought it was total fact. You thought that was fact? Um, right, Crystal Palace is uh, pretty different this year, despite not a ton of moves, but Ruben Loftus-Cheek, who comes in with much hype from people like Mike because he played for Chelsea sparingly. And he's young. Uh, he and he's will, big, and he can move around, right. and he has a good first touch, and he can move the yep, ball. He's amazing. He's amazing. Uh, not quite the clinical finisher uh, that Bamford is, but no. that's okay. No, he's not. That is um, totally true. But anyway, so Benteke will still lead the line. Uh, Wilfred Zaha will be up there with him. Uh, Andros Townsend is still around, but it's unclear if he will be on set pieces. The recent talk is that Jason Lokilo, who is a youngster, is going to get some playing time which um, presumably will push uh, Townsend back into the midfield. They have also been tinkering with a 3-4-3 lately, which people will get very excited about the idea of Patrick Van Aanholt being a wingback, and he will likely continue to be a humongous fantasy disappointment. (laughs) Yeah, you love love mentioning how much you don't like Patrick Van Aanholt. It's true. It's true. And frankly, it wouldn't be shocking if Jeff Schlupp started over him at some point. 
well, in Jeff that Schlupp, left wing back spot. Jeff Schlupp loves to be the best defender who plays forward and not score anyway. Right, right. Um, so they have like yeah a bunch of center backs that um, that aren't great, and so they um, they do have what is his name? I messed it up earlier today on Milly Jojovic. Thank you. Um, he may play center back. Mili Jojovic, something like that. Luka Mili, <laughs> Mili Vojevic is how I would say it, which is probably not how you say it, but that's how I'm saying it. But he's actually quite good. Uh, he took some penalties last year as well. So um, he doesn't have no value, but he's a, he's basically a Johan Kabai replacement. Kabai is still there, keep in mind. But there's... A, a, there's just a lot of guys after Benteke, Zaha, and Punchin. All oh, right, Jason Punchin is still there. Everyone's getting excited about him. Every time he's picked in a Taga League in like the 13th round, everyone's like, "Oh, Jason Punchin." Are you he's actually not going like that late. Round. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right, he goes in like the fifth round, and everyone talks about how great. Fourth he is. round. Just, oh yeah. my god. I I mean, okay, all right. I'm not as high on Jason Punchin as everyone else is two goals and eight assists in the last two years combined, but sure. Go nuts. Go nuts. Milly Jovovich, Milly Vojevich. No, Milly Vojevich. It's like Milly, Milly Jovet. Okay, fine. Milly Vo. Yeah. Jevich. Luca. (laughs) Yeah. They were, they were calling him Milo on the show I was on earlier today. Luca Milo. Okay, cool. We'll go with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, and Joel Ward is still there for those who love Joel, Joel Ward. Thank you. Count it. Yep. <laughs> uh, but this should be very one-sided, and I wouldn't fault anyone for going with Benteke or Zaha. Yeah, well, this will be a big Wilfred Zaha week, I yeah. believe. Are we going with Zaha or Zaha? Uh, Wilfried? No, I'm just, I mean, I go back <laughs> and forth. It's like the Eden Hazard and Eden Hazard. It's a, I'd like to, maybe we should figure that out. You say tomato, yeah. I say tomato. Right. I actually think we're both saying tomato when it comes to Zaha, but... What's the next game? Wilf. Wilf. We'll call him Wilf. Yeah, he does go by that, I believe. It's like I said it on purpose. Yeah. Uh, right. Everton are at home. Uh, they are playing against Stoke City, uh, as anonymous as ever, Stoke City. Oh, God. But yet, somehow, they wind up at mid-table. It's like death and taxes, apparently. Death, taxes, and Stoke and mid-table. Um... Yeah, and Stoke, no one ever wants to go to Stoke. <laughs> Stoke sold Marco Arnautovic to West Ham and replaced him with nobody. Um, they brought Kurt Zuma in on loan, so they got that going for them. And they've played Mami Diouf as a wingback this preseason. Um, Don't they also have Darren Fletcher now? They do have Darren Fletcher, who will probably partner with Joe Allen in some sort of holding midfield. Um, Saito Barahino is still there. And people continue to think he's good. And so is Peter Crouch, who I and think John is actually Walters better. John is no longer there. John, that's right. Big loss of John Walters. Uh, and the defense is still like, you know, Peters and Glenn Johnson if they don't play as Mommy Diouf as a wingback. Um, and I feel like they added somebody else, but it was nobody good they enough. They still have Boyan. They do have Boyan and Yosel. Boyan Kirkby. That's right. <laughs> Um, but I think they'll get blasted by Everton, who look very different from last year. Obviously, Wayne Rooney is there now. Again, Sandro Ramirez will lead the line. Davy Claussen comes in. Um, 
They have tinkered with a three-man back line as well. They also have a right wing back competition. It'll be between Tom Davies, Mason Holgate, and Cuco Martina. And um, Seamus Coleman eventually. Coleman will come back at some point from a double leg fracture. Those tend to take a little while. Uh, and Leighton Baines is locked in on the left side. And they have Michael Keane, who made some did people money Did you mention Kurt on. Zuma at Stoke? Uh, I did. I did. Oh, God. There's there no just... conversation about it because it's Kurt Zuma at Stoke. You know, everyone thinking? loved Kurt Zuma when he was coming up at Chelsea. I'm just saying. Everybody loves everybody when they come up at Chelsea. <laughs> I, like, but it, it, oh. Oh. <laughs> you people. You people and your Chelsea youngsters thinking they will ever play for Chelsea. Well, my point is Where he's is not Patrick playing for Bamford Chelsea. Now? Is he still in Borough? I don't know. Yeah, but anyway... Um, <laughs> Ross Barkley is obviously no longer part of the plan. They're trying to sell him, but nobody wants to actually buy him because Gilfie Sigurdsson is obviously part of the plan. Yes, Gilfie Sigurdsson is coming, but he's not there yet. But um, yeah, so this team should be like exciting. Like they should be good. Um, they haven't well, been that great. Obviously, if Sigurd- and, oh, and by the way, Romelu Lukaku's gone. <laughs> that uh, if Sigurdsson comes, how much de- degradation do you put on Davy Clausen? Uh, I don't think Klaassen was going to do anything that Sigurdsson will do. Like, I don't think he was going to take the set pieces. I think it's actually Sandro who's been taking them. Theoretically, Rooney will take some shots close. But um, I think Sigurdsson will certainly not be as good as he was at Swansea fantasy-wise. But he should still have, like, plenty of opportunities for that stuff. Like, I think he'll take corners for them. Remember when Adamola Lookman was supposed yeah. to be, like, the future of that team? Yep. And uh, Dominic, what's his name? Lewin, uh, um Calvert-Lewin or something Calvert like that? Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, there you go. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who I think might play a little bit. but Well, Tom, Dav- Tom Davis is still supposed to be the future of that team. Right. Well, he is. I mean, he's he's starting. He's very good, at least for what they – and, um, you know, Ronald Koeman loves him. So Very hopefully. rare instance of long, thick, blonde hair. Yeah, that is an interesting one. Um, yeah. Kevin Morales is still there. Did we mention him? Um, he he's the one who w- would take set pieces if he started, but I don't think he's going to start. So doubtful. So they have him, but yeah. Remember when Gerard de Lefeo yeah. was part of that yeah. team? Barcelona's Gerard de Lefeo. Yeah. Wasn't he also part of Stoke at one point? Uh, no, 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 no. He went no. to Milan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no. Sorry. Nope. Yep. Never mind. Sorry. Boyan Stoke, was the Barcelona Stoke, product. Stoke Alona. Yeah. Stoke Alona. Yeah, not that's part right. of that. That's yeah. right. Uh, but anyway, uh, Everton, uh, yes, I believe that this will be an absolute uh, disaster for Stoke. I believe they're going to get off on the exact wrong foot. Jordan Pickford will get a nice little clean sheet to start off the season. And Michael Keane will get a nice little uh, defensive introduction to life at Everton. Your um, oscillating fan makes it sound like you're in a subway. Well, I mean, they are subways in, yep. in New York City. But no, I'm not in one now, so I will turn the oscillation <laughs> off. Also, uh, it would also be a nice thing for my wife, who hates the oscillating fan whenever it hits her in the face. Really? So, How could you not like Isn't that when you wait for it? That's what you I, want. That's what I do. I always wait for the oscillating fan to be in, in that cone of cold, if you will. Uh, but no, uh, she's always cold, and she always has the blanket on anyway, even though it's like 80 degrees in this room. This is going to sound crazy but i want you to hear me out you could not oscillate it and just have it blow on you well we sit so close well also since we're recording something i'm not gonna just leave a fan just blowing into the microphone well now yes but i'm just saying there 
Usually, oh, that's what I, oh, little... that's what I, that's what I have to do whenever I start getting warm. Yes, yeah. I just I just turn the oscillation off, point it towards me, and sit forward so it right. doesn't hit her. Right, you're a good man. Compromise, the cornerstone of yeah. any successful that's relationship. Right. That's right, Man right. City. Speaking of. What? No, we're not there yet. Oh, we're not there yet? Sorry. <laughs> we got two games to go until we get there. Uh, we, uh, Southampton take on Swansea. Oh, yeah. Swansea, everyone's tip for relegation this season, apparently. Uh, taking on Southampton, who, I mean, it looks like they've improved. I, I, I can never tell now because they still lose people, but they still seem to somehow be good. It is kind of a weird one. Um and also, Fraser Forrester still finished very, very highly. Yeah, he FPL did. Scoring last yep. season. Everybody I don't crapped understand. all over him, and he—I think he was the eighth highest scoring player in FPL, which, um, that's not bad. That's not bad. It's infuriating because you didn't really see him do much. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the solution is, but or what the reason was, but they got clean sheets down the stretch. That's what happened. They all count, Mike. Uh, we should note with Southampton that Virgil Van Dyke is gone. Um, he hasn't gone anywhere yet, but he's not going to be playing for them, it seems. Uh, they have a bunch of wingers that seem very interchangeable to me, specifically Sofiane Buffal and Nathan Redman, who I also will happily let everybody else take. Um, they have Manolo Gabbiadini and Charlie Austin competing for playing time up front, or they could play both. And then you have Dusan Tadic and James Ward-Prowse likely fighting over set pieces. Yeah, you mispronounced a couple of names. It's Sofian Buffals and <laughs> and James Ward Powers. You love Sofian Buffal. Like <laughs> I realize that somebody used that or you came up with this Buffals, but you love him. I do. I think he's really good. It's uh, he is FIFA good. He I is. Think I'm going to steal that from Luis Pacheco, who came up with that. That there are certain players. Sofian Buffal is one of them, who is very good on FIFA. And so yeah, people you gotta, get very excited, and he is a yeah. horrific fantasy option. When you approach that 90 pace number in FIFA, you can do a right. lot of great things. Exactly, exactly. Nathan Redmond somehow is like a decent fantasy scorer in formats. But there are I, the, the list is long of guys that I consider before I really think about Nathan Redmond. And Dusan Tadic is a trap every time, and I fall for it. Plenty of, you know, enough, <laughs> but... I wish that he would leave so that James Ward-Prowse could play unencumbered. Not that he's that great, but... Yeah, I was about to say, I'm like, like Ward-Powers no. is so great. No, he's just cheap and sometimes takes set Sorry. pieces. But... Sorry, it is... Let me let me drop you behind the curtain. Uh, just You heard me say Ward-Powers twice now, uh, and that's because in our slow draft for uh, best ball that we did earlier on yep. in the summer... Uh, Which was so someone, someone, someone just drafted with with emphasis. I think there was an exclamation point. Ward Powers, and basically everyone just kind of went along, knowing exactly who that was, mm-hmm. even though you know I I just had to assume that it was James Ward Prowse. Right, right. So yes, he's there. Uh, Cedric and Bertrand are there. I assume they'll be excellent fantasy options, like they usually are. So um... Sam McQueen will get spot starts because he always does. <laughs> Sam, uh, right. Yes, Not his name, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You got me. You got me I, with his actual I, I, name. I fooled you with a fact. You did. You did. <laughs> totally thrown off. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's still around. Obviously, Cuco Martina has gone, so we don't have to worry about that. But then there's Is also... Um, still there? The beekeeper? Is he still a thing? No, he was Sunderland. Oh, damn. Yeah, sorry. No, that means no. The, the answer is no, yeah. Um, but... 
they're going to start. Oh, Matt Target is still there, so I believe. And then Fantasy Wasteland. Right. So they're going to use um, Jack Stevens and Maya Yoshida as their starting center backs because um, obviously Van Dyke is gone. I mean, Van Dyke was injured for most of last oh. year anyway. So I heard not, Callum Chambers is available. Uh, he is former Southampton product, no less. So um, he would be an interesting pickup as well. But yeah, I mean, what's weird is that um, they they made a few changes. Obviously, they made a coaching change as well. Um, but I'm not sure anything's all that different from last year. No, but they yeah, they'll, they'll, they always seem to get better, no matter who is the coach or they, they just have a great system in place to yep. be relevant. Yep. I think it'll all come down to whether they – try to play Charlie Austin and Manolo Gabbiadini together or not, because they're not exactly the same type of player, but they're pretty similar. And so, you know, if they get in each other's way, then obviously you can't, that's, you can't that's a it. good way to make sure that Dusan Tadic and James Ward Prowse don't play together though. No, no, no. I think they, those, they would be in the middle of the midfield and they would have Gabbiadini and Austin up top. And it would probably mean, so Buffal you'd have like no gone. defensive midfield at all. Uh, we have Oriol R- Romeo, and you could probably play Ward Prowse back there with him. Yes, but I'm about to say you're, but, you're starting to name so many people that you'd have to have like 15 people on the pitch. Which no, is not a lot. it's more just to get Redmond and Buffal off the field. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> anyway, you get, can you, you name a player on Swansea not named Gilfie Sigurdsson or I, Fernando Llorente? I can name a ton. I mean, I think I am actually I can name two. What's, and what's, one of them is because he was a former Chelsea player. What's weird about Swansea is that I think they will actually have, a, I don't want to say handful, but they have fantasy-relevant players, even though they're going to be horrific. So um, Tammy Abraham is going to oh, lead the line player. where Fernando Llorente, well, Fernando Llorente is out with a broken arm, um, even though you use your feet in this game. But anyway. Um, yes, Tammy so Abraham. You said that one before. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I'll say it every time. Uh, okay. Tammy Abraham comes in with tons of hype because he is a Chelsea product. And scores a lot of goals. Um, he has scored goals at lower levels, just like every Chelsea product. But hopefully he is able to do it here. Um, Tom Carroll, I believe, is going to take over most of the responsibilities that Gilfie Sigurdsson had. That doesn't mean he is Gilfie Sigurdsson, but... When you have that many opportunities at set pieces, then I think he will pay off. So he's very cheap everywhere. Uh, nobody's taking him in Taga drafts, or if they are, it's very late. And I think he is going to be a tremendous value this year, fantasy-wise, while they get relegated. Um, and then I think Lucas Fabianski is actually a pretty good play because they're likely to see a ton of shots. And uh, The Tom Heaton effect. Right. I think Lucas Fabianski is this year's Tom Heaton. They were much better defensively towards the end of last season. I think it was but three clean sheets in the last mixing, five. You're mixing two effects. No, no, no. The, nope. the, wait, 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 wait. Because Tom Heaton also did get some clean sheets. I, I think Swansea will get clean sheets at home. I, I think it's literally wow. a carbon copy. That That might be the boldest statement you make today. Okay, that's fine. I think Swansea are going to stink out loud. Okay, everybody does. Well, I know. Yeah. But the thing about their stinking out loud is since – oh, no, never mind. There's no – Never mind. I was going to say there's a body of water in between, but there's not. Nope. I think they're going to be <sighs> geography 101 continued. Yeah, I think they will be very bad this year, but I think they will have a few players that we consider each week for fantasy. Um, Martin Olson, maybe, maybe. I mean, we we did a lot. I mean, they were horrible last year. 
I, I realize they're worse this year, especially yeah, without but the Sigurdsson. Only player that people, the only player people, the only player people really consider was Sigurdsson. I mean, Olsen got plenty of thoughts last year, and whenever Yorente was a was a reasonable player at points. I think um, I think Fernando Llorente was everyone's consolation prize at forward. He wasn't exactly someone like, oh, thank God I have Llorente. But he, but 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 he, but he was there. Like you still took him, whether he was a consolation prize or not. There were plenty of guys you could have taken other than Fernando Llorente, and people went with him. Yes. Alfie Mawson got some love. I mean, there there uh, are guys. <laughs> Just another guy. They're all Jags. Um. Yeah, like I said, I, th- I think we're going to talk about Swansea players because this is a fantasy podcast more than people expect, even though they're going to be so bad. And I'm going to want to stab myself with a fork whenever we do. It just it, There's just no excitement for me with Swansea. None. You know how excited you used to get about Leroy Fair? Oh, God, don't. I, I do still. I, I, when you just you still said like, that, yeah. I got a little excited. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I will say that... Um, Leo Howell over at ESPN's uh, fantasy team name is Financial Fair Play, like Leroy Fair, which I thought was quite creative for well, a team I, that doesn't spend any money. Yeah. It, uh, the two that I like that I think I've, I've sh- shared with you, um, Settlers of Zlatan, yeah. which I love. I like that. I wish. And Ain't Too there. Proud to Begovich, mm. which Oh, that's is, a good one. That's another good one. Yeah. What was the motto one that I sent you? Uh, um I, I I forgot. <laughs> yeah, so did I. It was so good. I've I've forgotten it. Uh, are we up to Man City yet? No, we're not. Oh, oh no, one more. I it's promise. Be the longest podcast to... ever. Oh, it's going to be great. I don't, I, I don't understand what the problem is. Uh, okay, we have West Brom. Oh my God, this is a terrible game. West Brom at home against the Beg of the, the ain't too proud to Begovich's yep. uh, Burnmouth. Uh, I still think there's a lot of value with uh, Asmir Begovich. Okay. Uh, and for West Brom, I still think there is no value in Solomon Rondon, especially considering they brought in Jay Rodriguez. Yes, I, I think want to bash Solomon Rondon one more time into oblivion. That's okay. I think, yeah, most people will consider Rodriguez over Rondon when they feel like they need to have a West Brom forward. But uh, this team is the same as last year. Uh, I've been saying recently that we do have to remember that pre 40 point West Brom is very different than post. This is something that you've said for years. And right now, they're pre. So, Matt Phillips' time? If his uh, hamstring can stay attached. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he's healthy now. So, we uh, we get Chris Brunt as well, which um, Cro- I would chronic, argue that Chris Brunt is chronic. the most boring fantasy-relevant player in the history of Fantasy Premier League. But, yep. um, but yeah, the, the nobody ever takes a West Brom guy and is like, I nailed this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Matt Phillips is a chronic soft tissue injury. That's what he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to be, uh, uh, not to be confused with Junior Stanislas for Burnmouth, who is also a soft tissue injury. In yeah, fact, he's out. Neymar <laughs> Junior Stanislas. Um, right. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, mean, I mean, there's no one that excites you in this game on either side, really. You know, I think Begovic. There's a little bit of value there, like as a differential play, because not many people are going to play him. Uh, I think more people would probably take Foster in yeah. this matchup as far as the goalkeepers are concerned. Yeah. Uh, and when you look at Burnmouth, everyone's going to see if Josh King can continue whatever pixie dust was spread on him last season. Yep. Uh, that's that that conversion rate is not sustainable. Uh, however, people are drafting him as if it is. Yeah, um, I think the 
the Josh King excitement in draft is more so about how ugly forward gets quickly. Yeah, um, I, 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 yeah in fact, I, I'll put it this way. Would you rather have Josh King or Jermaine Defoe on Burma? Yeah, see, that Jermaine Defoe is the reason I stay away from Josh King. And this is another thing that I've said recently. Benekafobi, I think, has scored in every single preseason game. And Defoe is a little banged up. So I think we could actually see a Phobie starting early. And what happens if he, like, scores in a few straight, a few more straight? Like, do they move King back? Uh, can you play King as a 10 with Defoe and a phobie in front of them? You can't really play Defoe and a phobie is the problem. I don't know why they signed Jermaine Defoe, which Jordan Cooper pointed out earlier was a three-year deal. (laughs) It's a lot. It's a lot. Gosh. Um, But we could see um, which, um, which one is the fullback, Simone Francis or Simon? Was Simon the center back? Yeah, Simon. So we could say Simone Francis because um, Nathan Ake is obviously back, so he'll take one of the spots. And um, Steve Cook was like a very good center back last year for them. So if Cook and Ake start in the middle, then Francis is now competing with Adam Smith for that right back spot with Charlie Daniels on the left. So, And where does Brad Smith fit into all of this? He doesn't. He doesn't. That's good. Too many, too many. Too many cooks. Tyrone Mings, is he still a thing? He's there. So is Max Gradle. I'm <laughs> guessing they're both on the bench for a majority of this season. Look at that depth at Burmouth. Huge depth for their FA Cup Outers, run. Outside, yeah, uh, their outside spots. Right. Uh, for, there's really not – I mean, I, I think the same analysis from your West Brom is same for Burmouth. No one ever takes a Burmouth player and is like, oh, I nailed it. Yeah, the only time was last year when Ryan Frazier was, like, cheap on some DFS sites and he was taking set pieces. But, oh, well, that's not true. I mean, people were pretty fired he up also, about Josh He King. also drew a ton of penalties yeah, for fantasy assists. he does. He does. So that's the other thing. Jermaine Defoe has taken penalties everywhere he goes. Josh King had him last year. Charlie Daniels had him two years ago. So, theoretically, Defoe will get them, which, if you think Ryan Frazier can keep drawing them, then that gives Defoe some value. If he plays. Well, he's going to play. You know, Benic- because, you know, Benicophobia is such a hot start, you know? I'm just saying. Well, it's Defoe is banged up. That's the only reason why I, I phobia. I know. I know. I, I am just joking with you. I know. Uh, you're going to, you're gonna like, pump your fist when Benicophobia scores for you at some point this season. For me? No. For somebody else? <laughs> no, yes. I right. will shake my fist at them. Yes. Okay. Okay. He will not score a goal for me. He will not be on any roster of mine. All right. All right. Are you ready to go to Man City? I am. I don't even have like a lot to say about Man City, but I just thought they were next at the time. The the sheet I'm looking at, they were next. Yes. Well, they have the uh, they have the late game on Saturday, so it is Man City traveling to Brighton to take on Chris Hutton, former manager of Norwich City in the Premier League, uh, and now has brought Brighton back up to the league. Mm -hmm. Introduce us to Brighton, Andrew. Uh, You may remember Glenn Murray, who leads the line for Brighton. Which, Even with Steve Mounier? Um, Mounier? Is that how we're saying it? Or Mounier? I don't think... <laughs> or, Mo- or Mooney? Isn't it? Yeah, it's just Mooney, I think. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Steve Mooney. Maybe um, when he's good, I'll call him Mounier. Uh, no, Mooney plays for Huddersfield. That's correct. That's I why don't... That's why I didn't mention him. It's the blue and white stripes. Yeah, it's just, very confusing. It's the same uniform. Yeah. Um, no, so Brighton has a bunch of guys... Steve Sidwell is one of them. Who Sidwell played for Fulham like eight years ago, I think. 
Um, Oliver Norwood, for those who played some World Cup qualifiers, I believe Norwood took some set pieces for Northern Ireland, if I remember that correctly. Um, but the two guys that they brought in, who I think are going to be the ones that people really focus on, is um, first one is Pascal Gross, who uh, played in the Bundesliga last year. And the other is Davy Proper, who just came from PSV, not PSG, PSV. Um, Eindhoven. Ex- Eindhoven, correct. Um, I think they're going to be kind of the ones that people look to for fantasy value. Uh, I don't think they're going to get a lot of fantasy value out of them because uh, Brighton just seems like they don't have enough guys to what compete. What about Anthony Knockart? At this level. Yes, not, sorry. Knockart is the main guy. He is hurt now, which is why I had out of sight, out of mind on Knockart. But Knockart was with Leicester, I believe, two years ago and was awesome for Brighton last year. Basically, he was their best player, helped them uh, obviously get into the Premier League. But um, I think he might be a championship player. Anthony Knockart and Danny Drinkwater in the same midfield was just such an excellent set of names. Yeah, well, they won. Yeah, and they won the title, so obviously it worked out well. Um, well, Knockart didn't really add much to that. No, nothing. Exactly. That's the point. And now he's in the Premier League, and everyone's like, "Oh, Knockart." Knockart was another one that everyone. Um, Former Manchester United product, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, is it United or City? Uh, one of the two. Yeah, somebody was a City one recently. If, whoever it was, um, the. Yeah, everybody got very excited about Anthony Knockhart in our early drafts because every year there's some guy from a promoted team who pays off well, and people thought it was him, and now he's hurt, so we'll, we'll have to wait. Not that he was going to do anything at home against Man City to open up. Man City, you should just play all of the guys who start for them. All the time. Yep. Uh, I, 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 especially their top six. Whatever their top six is. Uh, in terms of their midfield and forwards, you start. You can start any one of them. Yeah, that's and they might. That's going to be the problem with Man City is that obviously this is the late game. If you're starting your lineup on Thursday for the weekend, you know, like because in a lot of season long for or in FPL at least, you don't know who's going to start, and so uh, you know you could have Raheem Sterling on the week that he doesn't start because they have Aguero, Jesus, De Bruyne. Um, Sané and Yaya Torre behind them, you know, like were they Fernandinho or Bernardo Silva? Like there were just way too many guys. David Silva, did I say him? He's there. He's yeah. there. Um, so they just have second a, round pick for me constantly. Right. They just have a, a, a ridiculous amount of depth when it comes to their attack. They're playing in the Champions League, obviously, so they need it, but it, it makes it very difficult for uh, fantasy Premier League purposes to rely on on one or two of them because you just never know. Um, and then they now have arguably the best fullbacks in the premier league with, um, Benjamin Mendy, Danilo and Kyle Walker. Uh, Mendy is banged up for the first week. So I don't think he's going to start. So Danilo will start at left back and Kyle Walker will be at right back, which is a significant improvement over Pablo Zabaleta and Gael Clichy from last season. That's it. Yeah. And Ederson in goal. Yeah. And hopefully he can't be much worse than Claudio Bravo. No, no chance. Um, Um, They're the title favorites. They're going to have a ton of fans. Actually, I think actually I thought I saw that Man United were title favorites. Oh, that's crazy. No way. I don't think it was even close. I mean, I I personally think it's City, but Manchester United, I think if they should be in the top three. Manchester United, City and United should be in the top three this season. 
Um, Man City is plus 170 to win the title. And United is plus 350 along with Chelsea. I don't agree with that line on Chelsea. Okay. I think that's too... Uh, well, too... They should not be tied with United. United, I believe, are a better team going into the season. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, Brighton on this in this game, like you said, trust no one. Yeah. Manchester no. City, trust everyone. Yep, very Don't simple. need too much more analysis than that. Okay. Uh, the team that I think will finish second, uh, the other team in my top three is Spurs, who travel to newcomers Newcastle. We'll just continue the theme here, Andrew. Introduce introduce us to Newcastle. If you were familiar with Newcastle two years ago in their relegation season, you are familiar with current Newcastle, except they have Matt Ritchie, who was actually in the Premier League during that season, just with Burnmouth. Um, they have a bunch of guys who are OK. Um, Ritchie is likely to take most of their set pieces. John Joe Shelby is there as well. And then they have forwards who Mike hates in Dwight Gale who he won't even talk about. No. Alexander Mitrovic and Aozi Perez. Perez, for those of you who listen to the DFS podcast, apparently Jordan Cooper likes Aozi Perez. But um, they have DeAndre Yedlin, who is hurt. And, Javier Manquillo, who they also signed yes, at that position. Um, Manquillo is another one who, former Liverpool, actually, he, did they sign him or is he on loan from, whatever it is, he's not Doesn't that good matter. Either. He's there. Right. <laughs> uh, Paul Dummett is there. I, sh- I actually think it was from Sunderland they got him. Uh, he was on loan at Sunderland. Sure. So, But anyway, uh, Rob Elliott is their goalkeeper. He was their goalkeeper two years ago. Uh, it infuriates Mike that it's not Carl Darlow, but they're all the same anyway. It, that, that's, why, that's why I kept Jordan Pickford right. for $1. Yeah, so um, the Newcastle fantasy options are really going to be Richie, and you can take your pick between Perez and I will say Dwight Gale. Mike will not. Oh. God, Dwight Gale no. co-led the championship in goals last year, but he's not a Premier League player. That's, I was just about to say he he may this. finish. He he's one of these championship guys who now happens to play in the Premier League. But you know who else Newcastle's can score good goals enough to the stay up? Patrick you know who Bamford. Else score, you know who else can score goals in the championship? Yeah, Patrick Bamford yep. is one. Fraser Campbell can also score goals in the championship. It doesn't not make him Dwight a Premier Gale's League level. player. Not on Dwight Gale's level. But anyway. For this game, even <laughs> he though he was exactly on Dwight Gale's level when no, they were both at Palace. Well, yes, when they were both at Palace, sure. But um, for this weekend, they're at home. They happen to be playing Tottenham. They should probably get destroyed. Everybody loves Harry Kane this week. That's nope. that's fine if you think that as well. I'm going to stay away from him. Didn't John Joe Shelby play for Spurs once upon a time? Uh, or was that just Swansea? I forgot. I don't remember him on Spurs, but my. Which was team, I think it was far. just Swansea. I think I think he joins. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, John no. Joe Shelby. There, there is no John Joe Shelby revenge game. Is really all I'm t- all I'm saying here. I would actually uh, argue that everyone is a revenge game. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, what about what about DeAndre Yedlin revenge game if he uh, plays? Oh, oh, yeah, you're that right. We missed good. out on that. that Darn, been... that's too bad. That's yeah, too bad. Could they could have used him now too? Because <laughs> now Kieran Trippier is uh, out. And they have no backup Kyle. other than Kyle Walker Kyle Peters, Walker Peters. Um, who uh, Pochettino has said like repeatedly is not ready to be a Premier League player. So my guess is they play Eric Dyer at right back this week. Um, or they could play Vertonghen there and play Dyer centrally because Vertonghen plays some right back for uh, Belgium. 
but neither of them are great fantasy options out there in terms of attacking stats. They're just center backs who are playing out there, or Dyer's a defensive midfielder who's playing out there. But yeah, I mean, Tottenham's still just Harry Kane, Erickson, Deli Alley. I mean, that's not a bad thing to be. Nope, nope, nope. I just mean, I don't think you're really going to... Or in Ben Davis, I'm sorry, whose name looks like Davies, but over there is apparently Davis. Just like Tom. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. We know how All to right. spell Davis, but for some reason they've decided... This is how you spell Davis. But that's all I have to say about Spurs. Now let's move on to the last game of the weekend, which would be uh, this. We are on to the Sunday slate with the Newcastle Spurs game. And now we continue with Manchester United at Old Trafford, taking on our trusted friends at West Ham on the road. Key thing is on the road, at least from last season. Um, I mean, does it? Would Man United at West Ham no, change? It, it, right. it, okay. it doesn't matter. Right. It's gonna it's gonna be one nil some way somehow. Um. Oh wow. Uh, West well, Ham I, I, goalkeeper Joe Hart is obviously pretending this is a, a derby, playing against Man United. Um. I believe West Ham is most likely going to be without Manuel Lanzini, possibly for the first two games, uh, which may open up Robert Snodgrass to get a start and take some set pieces. Um. Chicharito revenge game. I would say. Marco may have something to do with some set pieces. Oh, gross. No way. No way. Come on. Um, Andre Ayu could get a start, but uh, I don't want to underscore the Chicharito um, revenge game here because United, it feels like there should be revenge. No? Sure. Good. Good. Um, And United have Lukaku, and he's very good. (laughs) Let me they, go a little further. They also have Henrik Mkhitaryan. Yeah, he's Mkhitaryan pretty good. It was good once. He may be broken now by Jose Mourinho, but he's good. Nemanja Matic, I think, is much better at United than he is at Chelsea since he might he'll actually play. Uh, they have a guy named Paul Pogba who used to be the most expensive player in the world. Everybody they thinks also... he's going to score more goals, even though he has never really done that. He's young, I guess, so you have that going for him. And Matteo Darmian seems to have won the left-back spot over Daly Blind. Uh, and uh, don't forget about a guy named Anthony Martial. He might be something. He might. Maybe. I Marcus doubt it. Rashford might. also Rashford is also something. a guy. Um, uh, the, the difficulty with United as well, uh, you know, they obviously have Champions League to deal with this year, and Jose Mourinho is always full of excuses anyway, so the, the lineups that we see, he has, a, he has a lot of interchangeable parts, not necessarily in terms of, like, specific formation replacements, but... Uh, he can play a lot of different ways uh, with the guys that he has. So, you know, like we could see Juan Mata playing sometimes, and then all of a sudden he doesn't play for weeks. Uh, Ander Herrera is actually a very good option in um, some of the more peripheral stat leagues because he gets a lot of peripheral stats and he plays a lot. So um, he also was taking corners during the Super Cup. Is that what they just played? Sure. Um, against Real Madrid. So I think he's. I think Herrera and Pogba are pretty. Herrera, Pogba, Matic are going to be the kind of the holding midfield. Pogba will be able to move a little more because of Herrera and Matic. And then, yeah, Mkhitaryan, Rashford, Lukaku, Martial. Uh, I think that's it, right? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. They, uh, I, I, mean, I, I assume my, my, my favorite my favorite center back in FPL format, if I decided to pay that much money, would be Eric Bailly. Over Lindelof? Uh, 
Well, Lindelof is better in FPL because he's 0.5 cheaper, right. which is why he's the most selected defender. Yep. Is he really? He's one of them. Wow. He's very high on that list yeah. because he's an entry point for the yeah. for the uh, Man United defense. Yep. Yep. And uh, the fullbacks, obviously, we just, um, you know, we think Antonio Valencia will be one, but um, we just don't always know. And Darmian is, um, like I said, he seems to have won the left back spot, but at any moment he could be replaced by Daly Blind. And so, just like you said, Lindelof is, is the safer one. And they still have uh, Phil Jones and Chris Smalling, but I can't fathom Jose Mourinho playing either of them over Bailly or Lindelof. Yeah, actually, yeah, Lindelof has actually dropped in the in the total select by Bailly. He's actually eclipsed them, even though he's 0.5 higher. Hmm. Interesting. I, when I last checked about a week or two ago, it was opposite. It was the opposite. Yeah. Luke Shaw is still around. At least he's on the team. I can't imagine he ever plays, though. Same. So... He's saying he always struggles for fitness. Yeah. Or even when he's fit. I think Jose Mourinho just doesn't like him. Agreed. But yeah. any, either way, I, you love Lukaku in this game. Yep. And and, and until we see it, we don't really like anyone else offensively for Man United, do we? Uh, no. Yeah. Nope. Right? Like, you have to say no at this moment, yeah. at least at this moment in time. Yeah. I mean, Pogba's an awesome in these deeper stat leagues like Taga. Yes, and, correct. Um, in our EFSA league, obviously, obviously actually, he's fantastic actually, in EFSA, but um, yeah, the, the others would, are just so unreliable. I wouldn't sleep on the value of the wingers at West Ham because Man United may let them have the ball in a little bit. Um, good luck with those. I, guys, I, I, I'm not going to do it, but when, you're <laughs> lo- but, when, but when you're looking at like a two game slate, you're probably going to have to, you're going to have to take a third team somewhere out of, Man United and Spurs, and that might not be a bad place to look, is what I'm saying. I think you're more likely to look at Newcastle. I'm going to look at John Joe Shelby. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm going to look at. Yeah. But I'm just saying, as a you know, something that I could see, mm-hmm. trying to give some some you know not not often heard advice. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe look at the West Ham wingers, whoever is starting. Okay. Because it could be Arnautovic, it could be a whole bunch of players, but right. Anyway, uh, let's before we actually. We have two sets of lineups to go over before we depart. But before we do, let's share a, a brief message from our friends at Starting 11. Yes. Uh, sorry, we went a little long here, so I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> wow. Anyway, yes. Um, so Starting 11 has been is sponsoring our podcast for roughly the next month. It's a new DFS game that uh, allows you to make in-game subs during your um, during contest. So if one of your guys gets hurt, gets sent off, one of his teammates gets sent off, um, you know, you, you don't usually want to keep uh, an attacker uh, in your premier in your FPL side if they're playing ten men. So starting eleven lets you make up to three substitutions um, from each slate, which uh, obviously makes it the the fury of having one of your guys go down lessened a little bit. Um, so it's new on the uh, iOS and Android um, sites. You can find it. Um, the website is starting11.io, not .com, starting11.io. Uh, download it. They're doing a bunch of free games right now so that people can get used to the site. It has um, some deeper scoring than FPL, so they're looking at tackles and um, interceptions, a lot more like a, a Taga scoring if, if you're familiar with that. So they have a bunch of, uh, you know, 50-50s and, and head-to-heads. Mike and I will be doing a head-to-head against each other. Um, so... Check it out, starting11.io. Um, you can also just search Starting 11 Fantasy on those um, on the app stores and um, yeah, play Starting that's, 11. 
let's talk about our lineup. So they force you to do in uh, in in starting eleven. So I'll start with mine first here. Wait, I wasn't uh, I wasn't going to tell you mine. Even if we're playing each other, I'm not going to. Oh yeah, that's right. We probably shouldn't because yeah. then we can. Uh, yeah, we yeah. can talk about well, it at a later date. Yeah, and uh, I mean, oh, that was. The, I'm sorry. The one big thing I I did not mention is that there it's salary cap free. So it's actually much closer to kind of like the Taga perfect 11 that you can pick whoever you want. A lot of people look at that and say, oh, everybody's going to pick the same guys. And so it's not as fun. Uh, I would argue this is actually significantly harder. Um, the salary cap allows you to kind of parse down uh, a, a bunch of players because, oh, this guy's too expensive or, uh, you know, I can't fit these guys in. So I'll have to go elsewhere. You also become much more cognizant of differential plays because if everybody is going to have Harry Kane and you don't think he's going to score, then you have, you go elsewhere. And when he doesn't score, everybody suffers except you. So um, I love that part of it as well. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that eliminates the need to talk about one of the two lines I want to talk about. Let's talk about our, FP, our official going into the season FPL teams. Yeah. Um, so – you you shared a lineup where I, I honestly questioned if that if your Twitter account was hacked. Um, I'm most likely starting five in the back. You are crazy. And the reason I'm doing this is because uh, I just I've accepted that these attacking fullbacks will score more points than comparable, not upper tier midfielders. So I. And becoming much more not only coming I would rather have Ryan Bertrand than Nathan Redmond or I would rather ha- or Cedric I have both Cedric and Bertrand and um, you know you're you're paying up on the Man City guys but I have Kyle Walker because I think Kyle Walker at 6.5 will grossly over outperform all of the midfielders who are in this 6.5 range which um, you know include Kevin Morales and Dusan Tadic. Oh, there's Redmond too. I mean, like, I just don't see it there. And so, well, to me, you're not replacing a midfielder. You're replacing a forward by going I'm, five at the back. Right. So, so I've, uh, I'm playing. Yeah, I'm usually starting two forwards. Um, I'm going to play like a f- five three two. Yeah. Um, my two. You, you have no choice. Uh. Or a 5-4-1. You can do a 5-3-2 or a 5-4-1, and obviously you don't like the midfielders. I'm not saying that you should necessarily go with five midfielders but when uh, uh, or necessarily even four midfielders. But if you go with five at the back, you limit the number of forwards you get. You you limit it to two or one, and that's not – you're saying then that you're also liking – Three midfielders. Five, three, two. I meant meant, meant forwards. forwards. Oh, yes. You only have two forwards or one forward. And what you're also saying then is your fifth defender you like better than a third forward. Uh, Most third forwards are are dart throws. Like, I I understand there are people who are building, you know, like Kane, Lukaku, Aguero lines, and that's fine. They'll get no points out of their defenders. Like, not you're not going to find enough 4.0 and 4.5 defenders to do that. So can we can we go through our two strategies? And sure. I will say so. I so go through your five three two, and then I will tell you what 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 formation I did because it's not necessarily the one that you're thinking. Okay. Um. So my five in the back. I did a mini Southampton stack with Cedric and Ryan Bertram. I have Ben Davis, Kyle Walker. And Marcos Alonso. Um, all of them, I think, can outscore plenty of midfielders. Um, the only one I was hesitant on was was Davis at Newcastle. 
and I can switch. We can talk about that later. Um, the three midfielders I have are Willian, Mosala, and Kevin De Bruyne. And then my forwards are Gabriel Jesus and Alexander Lacazette. I had Morata in for all week, and my fear of him not starting made me toss him. So those that's my starting group for game week one with Tammy Abraham, Tom Carroll, and um, Jason Lukilo, this um, Crystal Palace youngster on my bench. So tell me, terrible. tell me where my midfield could improve by. I'm not saying your midfield. I, oh, I, so, I, I, right. The three, the three, the, the the if you're doing five three two, the three in the midfield is not what I'm. Okay. I'm not bashing that part of it. Yep. I'm bashing the two forwards instead of. So so my counter to your point is I would rather go four three three, and have three forwards but still keep the three midfield mentality because I agree with you in FPL the midfielder is heavily devalued. Mm-hmm. Unless you get the one or two guys like Deli Ali last year, yep. who can Alexis, just propel really. you, right? Yeah, sure, sure. But uh, but I mean, even with some kind of monetary value, which Deli Ali had associated with him last season, or Mares the year before, but unless you get those guys from the beginning, you are behind the eight ball from the midfielder perspective. Okay, I think I got them though. <laughs> That's great. But I'm not bashing the fact that you have three right. midfielders. What so, I'm saying is your fifth defender, that first of all, you have to make sure that all five start every week, which is not easy. Uh, well, that that's that's what you get when you pay up, though. Like, I'm very confident these five will start. That's Yeah, but I'm talking about injuries. Like, you're going no, I mean, to have to use transfer. What I'm saying, though, is you have no buffer. You know, I, I mean, I'm doing the same thing at forward, but at, with the prices that I'm paying at forward, it's going to be easy to transfer one out for another. Well, I have Jesus and Lacazette. I mean, I'm basically I've priced myself out of Lukaku and Kane purposely. Of course, like I don't need. I I've decided to try to win without those guys. So let me go through. You know, let me go through my strategy yeah. here. Um, I have to start three defenders in the first week because two of my defenders that I want and I don't want to transfer out because I don't want to spend transfers on mm-hmm. picking them back up for when they're shortly back from whatever break that they have. I want to make sure I have Virgil Van Dyke at five point five. Because if he gets transferred to Chelsea or who, yep. or Liverpool or someone, I'm not sure what they're going to do. They may bump him up to 5.6 just on the transfer alone. Um, I don't think they do that, but that's fine. <laughs> all of the all of the Liverpool midfield or defenders are five five. Yeah, so well, he's, I don't think he's changing at all. Well, I'm saying if he goes to if well Chelsea's, Chelsea's different, different. Yes. Yeah, like you know, I I actually. If I had to, if I was a betting man and I am, I do think Van Dyke is going to end up at Chelsea some way somehow. Okay. Uh, I have Kieran Trippier at five five. Um, I mean, I could, I could literally, I could transfer him out for somebody else. Yeah. It's just I, I don't mind starting three defenders the first week of the season. It's going to be until Trippier, but sure. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't mind starting three defenders because my other three are Lindelof, Cedric, and Charlie Daniels. I'm okay with that. Okay. Uh, and I can go three four three to start the season because I have Kevin De Bruyne, Willian, who will start the first few weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Wilfred Saha as, as the top three, which is who I would start in my four-three-three. If I, you know, whenever Van Dyke and Trippier come back, mm-hmm. that would be my core three, and then I can start Demarai Gray, oh. who's a five-five. Talking you know, about right? guys who might not start. Yeah, Demarai Gray may not start, and I, and I have Ruben Loftus Cheek at four point five. So I mean, so who, how, what four are you playing? Well, the four I'm going to play right now is Demarai Gray, Zaha, Willian, and De Bruyne. Right, and I'm and when Gray doesn't, off. when Gray doesn't start. 
yeah, then I'm in trouble. Right. So, so I'm, I'm not. All right. Well, who are your forwards? That's that'll. This is where the difference is. Lukaku, Jesus, Firmino. Okay. Boom. Like four. That like that. Those three combined with the midfield three of De Bruyne, Willian, Zaha. I think Zaha is is not nearly as good in this format as. I disagree. I disagree because he's one of the few midfielders that's directly involved, assists and goal wise. Um, he has some. I just don't think it's as high as people think. But I no, I hear he's you. not Christian Eriksen, but like he's also like half the price. How much is he? That's seven flat. Seven. Yeah, that's not terrible. <laughs> I mean, he's. I mean, I, I'd rather have Zaha than Andros Townsend in this format. Yeah, I, I. The way I look at it is that the Zaha goals are significantly fewer than the clean sheets I'm getting from my, de- my defenders, not even counting their Yeah, but that's your four. Uh, uh, yeah. But what I'm saying is, you know, the three, mid- I'm not bashing the fact that you have three midfielders. No, I know. I, 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 know. I don't want, I don't want you to think that that's what I'm, I, I'm saying. That don't think I, I won't start Tom Carroll some weeks. What I'm saying is when I have Lukaku, Jesus and Firmino between those three, when you add up those three, I think they will add up to more points than your five defenders. I think on a on a week to week basis they don't. Like I think the the and difficulty th- is that by the end of the season, like do I did I get did they do it? Like sure, but you need to have them all score every week to pay off. I, I need to have I I, would, I think between the three of them, a goal and an assist is not too uncommon each weekend. But a goal and an assist. Not for all of them, just between the three. That's of them. what I mean. You're you're paying a ton for one goal and one assist, which can outscore easily five defenders. No, 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 no way. I mean, a clean, sheet, like, a clean sheet from two of them will do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good luck. Yeah, you, if you think you're getting a forty percent clean sheet rate out of your five defenders every single week, good luck. I, I don't think I don't think so. Okay. Especially when two of them are on the same team. Okay. I just no. I I disagree. I disagree that you'll be able to get a forty percent clean sheet rate all season from five defenders. Correct. Forty like percent of those five defenders each week. Right. Yep. Okay. I I. I this is where our strategies differ. Right. I, it's it. That's what that's what could make just a small league between the two of us fun. Um. But you know, overall, like I. With the transfer policy, like it's so inflexible, I, that's, I just don't like this format much. Mm-hmm. And also because you get like three stats to count. Yeah, and then these this bonus point magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> if you can if you can explain to me the bonus points formulas, please, by all means. Uh, I'm all I'm all ears at Sports by Gotti on Twitter. You can go ahead and try to explain it. I'll probably mute you after about five minutes. I was so. gonna say I think the problem is is that you need to be able to explain it in 140 characters a little light. But if you can explain it in three sentences, great. If it's beyond that, it's just not. It's an, it's too difficult of a of a rule to have. Yeah. And uh, I, I it, it, you know what you know what it's like. It's like a pro- podcast that goes an hour and 40 minutes to yeah. tell you about the weekend. Yeah. So I think we need to end on this note before we start getting too verbose, uh, even though we probably already have. Anyway, uh, we will talk to you again in the middle of next week when we recap the first week of the Premier League season and also get you ready for game week number two. Andrew, good luck this season. Just don't do better than me. <laughs> right back at you. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.